a monk or nun goes bonkers, uh, whatever they do is not considered an offense. <laughs> so if you're wondering whether Heather is still an anagorica, she still is definitely an anagorica, and you can tell her that Adam Samedo said that. He, he's in no way lost her anagorica ship even though she eats and has to eat in the evening and so forth. This is just this uh, expedient measures to take care of particular problems. And whatever she does, even if she murders one of the nuns, <coughs> it's still not her. Same with the bhikkhu. If bhikkhu goes crazy and <coughs> commits offenses against the vinaya and all that, or, uh, he's not he's not considered uh, having, uh, you know, like even if brachika or disrobing offenses or sangadesis offense, whatever, they're not they're not considered offenses when they're say in that state. Because mm. to to offend, to, to do an offense against the Vina, you have to do it quite intentionally. And uh, and in the state of, say, insanity or when you're out of control, then there's no offense. So it still remind you know, if she worries or, or feels she's you know, maybe not an anagaric anymore. <laughs> Still is. <coughs> Unless she wants to, you know, wants to leave, wants to disrobe, or that, that would that'd be up to her. Some of you frighten me sometimes because you're kind of legalistic members of the Sangha that think, well, she's eating in the evening, therefore she's not an anagarika anymore. <laughs> I'm more terrified of that mind than the crazy one. <laughs> the kind of mind that follows rules and not and has no heart. <coughs> has no compassion. Mm -hmm. Justice without mercy.
In fact, you can't disrobe someone while they're in that state. You have to wait till they're out of it. So. Second instance, they disrobe themselves, and afterwards, um, it would then consider being disrobed themselves in a state of insanity. Does that mean they can re-robe with the same punches? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't consider disrobing when you're insane as disrobing. <coughs> Because you say anything, I mean, like shit, like Heather will say, you know, whatever comes into her mind, and you're not, you can't, that a decision made in that state is not, you know, is not a, to be regarded as a, something to go by, to trust, you know. Because then the legal, legalistic problems come in when they say, well, maybe where, when anybody kills anyone, they're insane at the time. <laughs> but this is where, where you, you uh, like, with Heather, her, obviously she's out of control and no way of, of, uh, judging a situation or, or responding to it in, uh, in any kind of uh, reasonable way.
in the Gulf War, the thing is, it's about 10, 11 days now, and it's kind of getting oh, just rage and matter, just kind of ordinary news. <laughs> they still, it's still, President Bush is talking in terms of months. Uh, people were hoping it would be one of these kind of quick wars, you kind of dive in and zap them and get out and they surrender, but Saddam Hussein is not one to give up easily. <coughs> He's a real, real kind of uh, <coughs> almost uh, stereotype dictator tyrant <coughs> par with a kind of Hitler and so he's he's not he's not one that you can kind of reason things out with and and um, who reacts in kind of ways predictable ways so he Yeah, they set them on fire, so they have all this uh, smoke screen, huge billows of black smoke. Is that just to stop the aircraft, or is it actually to just kind of stop it on the water? I think it's uh, to, to have a smoke screen to move under. They didn't. They haven't done it uh, last night. They didn't. Are, are any of these Patriot rockets working? Yes, they very effective, <coughs> according to the news. Don't know how much of you know. How much of it? I mean, it. They do, do seem to uh, like the the ones that the the Scud missiles that have been launched over Saudi Arabia. All, none of them have. Uh, I mean, all of them have been. I think, except one, but it landed out in the desert. Didn't cause any damage. But all the rest have been uh, destroyed in the air by these Patriot <coughs> missiles. It's kind of a fantastic war. You know, it's fighting in, in the air, missiles against missiles. <coughs>
So this one of your perceptions about metta to Saddam Hussein and how not indulging in an adverse reaction. And I just intend to myself just not to allow any kind of adverse reaction, but I see that real metta is actually allowing, acknowledging the full sense of outrage, but then let it go. Which <laughs> is quite different. To really kind of be willing to, to bear the whole of the, the horror and the anger and the, <coughs> and the rest of it that comes up in relation to someone like that. Right. <laughs> it tends to just not want to know about this sort of feeling. That's where that, that, that meta with your own feeling <coughs> to bear with the with the uh, anger or despair, whatever it is you have. What I would regard as practical matter to, to endure things that seem unendurable, like some of those emotions seem unendurable. I can't, you know, I can't stand it, and I'm fed up. I can't. But then that's the screaming mind. But we can, we can endure. We can bear and endure what we think we can't. That's the wonder of our. That's the gives us strength too when we can do that. Mm-hmm. But we really appreciate that because if you believe what your mind says, conditioned mind will say, "Oh, I can't stand it anymore. I've had enough." But we can stand it. <laughs> and so we. <laughs> We learn how to stand things, how to bear with things. In uh, some of, in uh, Thailand, oftentimes they have these pictures in the kind of uh, pop art in uh, temples <coughs> where uh, they'll show the hell realms and different realms of existence, uh, different <coughs> levels of hell, and the kind of gory details of of uh, because something about 
hell and torture and, and that is that excites the human mind. And we have, like, for adulterers, you know, people, men and women who are who are naked, they're climbing up trees with spikes on the trees, they're trying to get away from these barking, these vicious dogs. And the dogs are at their heels, they're trying to climb up these trees with the spikes sticking out of the tree, and there's blood pouring down their bodies. Kind of punishments for adultery or for telling lies. And, and they have the different uh, Telling lies, they pull your tongue out, and you're these kind of huge kind of hell hell beans, you know, tongs pulling somebody's tongue out. <laughs> pouring hot molten molten lead down their throats. That's what happens if you tell lies. <laughs> But in all these, there's the, there's only, and they have different, like there's the realms of the Devadas and the, so for the, 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 uh, the Abhaya Pumi realms, which are the lower realms, Pretas, Ghost, Animal realm, and then the, the Abhaya, and then the, the <coughs> realms of pleasure and beauty, the Deva realm. Rama is radiant. Radiant realm, but they always have a, a Buddha in every one of these realms. So that this, this sense of the Buddha is always there in these realms, aware of it, you know, and with and and they have the proper proper antidotes to the problems. So in the Preta realms, where the where the uh, pretas are these, uh, like, uh, hung hungry ghosts, these addicted beings with these enormous stomachs and these tiny little mouths, and these long necks, skinny, long, skinny necks, and tiny little mouths like an eye of a needle, and these huge, gigantic stomachs, so they're always this sense of never getting enough, always having to get more. No matter how much you try to get into this little mouth, it will never fill up this enormous stomach. <laughs> so the, the Buddha there has an elixir. It's carrying a, a, a vase of elixir to, to feed to these wretched creatures. And then in the, in the, in the hell realm, I think he, Buddha is carrying a sword or something. And, in uh, the animal realm, because animal realm is a realm of stupidity, and he's uh, has a book. And in uh, Deva realms, he has a, a he's playing a harp or a lute. And in the human realm, he's carrying an alms bowl. So the alms bowl is the the uh, kind of symbol of the of the human realm. That what what we need. A kind of antidote to the human pride, uh, <coughs> stupidity, conceit that we have is a sense of dana, uh, giving and and receiving. But what what interests me is that this 
this sense of the Buddha witnessing. So, so like, like even in, when your minds go into uh, kind of obsessions or, or uh, anger and hatred and, and fears, jealousies, all this, then there's the Buddha there witnessing. You know, there's always a Buddha in every realm. So take that as another kind of uh, visualization in, in regards to your own practice of what, whatever state you're experiencing, pleasure or pain uh, or stupidity, there's, the, there's this Buddha that's there, that knows. So that is the that is a kind of lovely, lovely reflection, and to be that, uh, in the, say now in the form of a samana, you can actually, because of the kind of high moral position, the moral uh, uh, integrity of this life, you have the ability to witness these things, these feelings you have, like even the hell realms, even your your anger and uh, <coughs> rage can be can be witnessed to, as the Buddha <coughs> seeing the Dhamma, and that's uh, that's like the samana form is that with the alms bowl, this this uh, humbling form of the alms mendicant, depending upon the generosity kindness of other beings. Uh, say this, uh, the the uh, sila is the is the form for the human realm. The the, the great human that we we're, we're not really properly human unless we we uh, are moral, keeping the five precepts. So under that, then you say whatever you experience. Uh, from the from the radiant Brahma realms to the to the unmitigated Avicii hell is of suffering is to is to have this sense of being able to look at it for what it is to bear it in its form not to not to run away be frightened or to suppress or to blame but to observe that the Dhamma of it. This is a condition that arises and it and it's and, it, and therefore having arisen it will cease. And then enduring its 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 span till it ceases. Because the desire to get rid of it, to run away, is very strong. Or to believe it. Some of you like to wallow in misery. You're determined to be miserable. If anyone starts attacking your misery, he's going to really get angry. I can be miserable if I want. 